Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole. You are listening to Pray the Word. And if you listened to the last podcast, thanks for pressing through that. Um, the There were so many issues with audio that I continued to run into. And I was like, Lord, I'm just going to publish this um, as is. It was pretty rough um, and I was really aware of that. But um, I just... I, you know, I just felt like there was a little bit of warfare going on and I was determined to pray and just to continue to provide resources for people that want to pray. So thanks for pressing through that one. Um, with hope, the audio issues on this one is uh, not as severe. Um, I just want to encourage you. I do believe that we are in an Esther moment. Um, and the thing on my heart to pray for today is the unity of believers I am struck by the idea more and more um, how the body of Christ really is one. And I just, that's something that's been on my heart since I came to Christ. Um, I, I, that is just something that God, when he saved me, he also put this burning thought in my heart that I'm now connected to believers around the world in real time like these are really my family and and as i grew to understand more and more what that meant so did my affection and so did my desire to see unity among the believers um and as i studied scripture especially in hebrews i understood that the body of christ isn't just people who are alive today it's people that were anybody who um, had the faith of Abraham and believed the Lord and was credited to them as righteousness. Um, people from the past, people in the present, people in the future, we are all one body in Christ. And we all have a part to play. And a, a good friend of mine said one time, you're playing your part, whether you're playing it in health or in illness. If you're playing it in strength or in weakness, that's up to you. But you have a part of the body to play. And I I believe and I've been struck by the idea, it is our responsibility to understand the part that God has given us to play and to play it well and to resource other people that are um, like our part and to um, equip them as best we can by walking with them and showing them how to walk in their part, um, but also to work in tandem and work well with other parts of the body um, so that we accomplish all that the Lord desires. God is the head. Jesus is the head. I might be a finger. You might be a thumb. And I need your part to pick up the things that the Lord has asked us to pick up. I cannot do it on my own. I need your part. And again, you might do it in weakness or in strength. You might do it in health, um, in a healthy way you play your part or, or you don't. And, but if you play your part in a healthy way, if you were empowered by Holy Spirit to walk out the place and the position that God has given you into the body of Christ, everybody does better. Everybody does better. If you think about that analogy of a finger and a thumb, the body is hungry and Jesus, our head, commands the finger and the thumb to work together to feed the body. If I'm the thumb and you're the finger and I'm just laying there and I'm not really doing anything, it's really difficult for the finger to play the part. The finger can figure it out and get food 
to the mouth, but how much easier it is if I'm playing my part in health, if I understand I'm a thumb and I'm supposed to come alongside the finger to get food in the mouth. So that's what this podcast is about today. We're in an Esther moment. I'm going to show you how we got there um, from this analogy. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians and also in Romans as well. But I just want us to think about that. If nothing else, you have a part to play in the body of Christ and your part is called to be healthy. You are called to know what your part is, to play it well. Um, Romans talks about whatever part you have, do it well. And we do our parts for the common good. It also talks about in Corinthians, um, you are not given spiritual gifts. You are not given a part to play in the body merely for yourself or your own family. It's for the body of Christ. And that is the big, broad body. All of us um, who are living right now, especially, you have a part to play. So come pray with me. In this next segment, we're going to be again in 1 Corinthians 12, in Romans 15, and in the book of Esther. We are in 1 Corinthians, and it's talking about the body with many members. And we are going to start in verse 12, and I'm going to read this and And I just want to encourage you to either follow along in your own scriptures or really listen, really try to listen. These might feel very familiar, but I want you to think about these um, in the context of our part to play as our Afghanistan brothers and sisters and other people are suffering around the world. Okay, use it in that context. Think about that in that context. That's where we're going. So uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to you, to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? Where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God, God, arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Those of us in the West 
we might think, and perhaps it's true, that as members of the body, we have um, roles that are up front, up front and center. And as such, there is a natural honor that is given to us. We might look at believers around the world who have no platform, who have no resources, who have only one Bible as opposed to 20. (laughs) And we might look at them and their part in the body of Christ perhaps as, as unseen. That's the less honorable. We just don't see that part. But God himself has given honor to those parts. And I would submit, and as I've heard stories, that it's those parts of the body that are informing us what it really looks like to walk in maturity. Maturity is not knowledge of the Bible. Maturity is not knowing a bunch of Bible verses. Maturity is walking out the word of God. I would submit that there are some believers that have only known Jesus a couple of years and yet are more mature in the Lord than many of us in the West because they have believed the word of God. They've walked it out. And so God has given them more honor so that together, together, all of us, there's no division in the body. They have honor. We have honor. We each have a part to play. We need one another. We need, we need need these Afghan believers in the body. We need them. As much as they need us and our resources, we need them. There are things that they are learning in this season. And do you know that there are reports coming out of the Middle East that they have been praying for us to understand how to walk through persecution, how to endure persecution, real persecution? Do you know that they pray for us? To know how to walk well when persecution comes to America. God has given honor to each part of the body so that there will be no division. No division. We need their part as much as they need us. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If you don't know that as a member of the body, you're suffering right now, I would encourage you to get before the Lord and be still and ask him about it. What is going on in your own spirit because our brothers and sisters are being persecuted, are being hunted down, are being targeted especially for slavery? There's something that is happening in the body of Christ here because our brothers and sisters are suffering there. I cannot stub my toe in the dark and not have the rest of my body ache with pain. It, I just can't. We cannot, our brothers and sisters cannot suffer as horribly as they are and us think it actually doesn't affect us. It does. Romans 15:13 says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing, 
so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. That's actually not the verse I wanted to read. I wanted to read this one. Um, but that's a good verse <laughs> to hang on to. Uh, we want to read Romans 15:5. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you, grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you. We, we come before the Lord and we ask you, Lord, to grant us, to give to us, to give to us, To live in such harmony with one another here in the West, especially that God would give us the gift of being able to walk in unity with one another in accord with Christ Jesus and to be so unified with our brothers and sisters around the world that are suffering that with one voice we can glorify God our Father. And Father, teach us how to welcome one another as you have welcomed us for your glory, Jesus. Teach us how to care. Teach us how to submit to one another in brotherly love. Teach us how to pray for one another, God. Teach us how to stand firm with and for one another. The last part I want to go to um, is in Esther. And this is the part, um, which is our call to prayer. And again, I'm going to read this, but I I want you to read it with an open heart um, and open ears and an open heart to hear how this applies to us in the West concerning our brothers and sisters in the East. Um, If you don't know the story... Um, Esther has been taken from the Jewish population and she has been brought to the king's palace and has been um, trained how to be a queen, his wife. It was not her choice. She was chosen to do it and she submitted to doing it. Um, And now she is queen And her cousin, who pretty much raised her and and took care of her um, before she was taken to the palace, has found out about a plot to kill all the Jews in the provinces of the king. And that's where we start. When Mordecai learned all that had been done, Mordecai is the cousin, Mordecai tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes, And he went out into the midst of the city, and he cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went up to the entrance of the king's gate, for no one was allowed to enter the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. 
And in every province, whether the king's comm- wherever the king's command and his decree reached, again, that was the king's command, that the people in that province could kill all the Jews, and the Jews were not allowed to resist. There was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting and weeping and lamenting, and many of them lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's young women and her eunuchs came and told her, the queen was deeply distressed. She sent garments to clothe Mordecai so that he might take off his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther called for Hathach, one of the king's eunuchs, who had been appointed to attend her and ordered him to go to Mordecai to learn what this was and why it was. She had no idea the edict that had been passed. She sees her cousin in such distress, wailing and lamenting, dressed in sackcloth, which was um, a really humiliating thing to be dressed in, mourning and weeping and lamenting. And she, she, tries, she tries to give him clothes to wear. Hathach went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. And Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the exact sum of money that Haman, Haman is the guy that in, incited the king to make this edict, all the money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasuries for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai also gave him a copy of the written decree issued in Susa for their destruction, that he might show it to Esther and explain it to her and command her to go to the king to beg his favor and plead with him on behalf of her people. And Hathach went and told Esther what Mordecai had said. Then Esther spoke to Hathach and commanded him to go to Mordecai and say, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, there is but one law to be put to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter so that he may live. But as for me, I have not been called to come in and in to the king these 30 days. Esther is saying, The only people, the only person that can go before the king in the inner court who hasn't been summoned there is is one who has been summoned there. And if the person has not been called to go, that person is killed unless the king gives them mercy. And they told Mordecai what Esther had said. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think to yourself that the king's palace, that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is where we are. We have been called for such a time as this. We have been called to pray. We have been called to go before the king in the inner court and pray and seek God on behalf of these persecuted believers around the world. If we will not, God still has a plan and he will perform his plan. But you have been called and so have I and I. What I am realizing 
is the burden of intercession is great. And I believe we in the West have been called to resource brothers and sisters around the world who find themselves in such horrendous circumstances. And the first resource is prayer. It's not the last resource. It's not a consolation resource. It's the resource. This is a spiritual thing. Evil has risen up against the bride of Christ. Afghanistan is the second fastest growing body of believers in the world, second only to Iran. The enemy hates that. And you get to intercede at such a time as this for them. That's what these podcasts are about, is to resource you in standing firm and praying. There are other ways that you can help. Yes, financially. Yes, do that. But don't do that. I'm saying, oof, this is hard, but I'm saying don't do that unless you've prayed. Prayer is more important. This is the battle. Prayer is the battle. Prayer is the battle. So I want to resource you with prayer. This is what Esther did. Verse 15 of chapter 4. Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then went away and did everything that Esther had ordered him. So I want us to pray. And in the next segment, we're going to pray through some things that the Afghan church has asked us to pray. We want to say yes. We'll pray. Esther asked, Esther asked Mordecai to go throughout the land of Susa and fast and pray because she was going to go do this hard thing. We've been asked to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth, that your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand, God, and answer me. God, we ask for deliverance from the Most High God, for believers in the, in the country of Afghanistan, God, those that are fleeing, those that are staying, God, your people, those whom the Taliban know and those whom they don't. Jesus, we are asking you, God, Like this psalm says, be exalted. May you be exalted above the heavens. May your glory be over all the earth. God, may your beloved ones be delivered and give salvation by your right hand, O God. God, we ask that you would hide your people in the shelter of the Most High. As they abide in the shadow of the Almighty, Let them say to you, Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Father, we pray for the same. We pray this, God. 
We pray this especially for women and children, Father, who have been taken, who have been taken to be slaves, God. You have not abandoned them. Father, we pray for the ones that know you, God, that when they are being abused and mistreated, oh God, that you would overshadow them, you would hide them in the shelter of your protection, oh God, that no bitter thing would enter their heart, oh God, and that in the midst of the abuse, oh Jesus, they would be hidden in you. They would be hidden in you, God. I pray also for the women who know you, Jesus, to share who you are with those that don't, who find themselves, God, in that same place of abuse. Jesus, would you embolden your daughters to love deeply those that don't know you yet and to of you, Jesus, to show them the way of you. Verse 3 of 91, for you will, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler and you will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. God, thank you that you are a deliverer. Thank you, God, that you cover. Thank you, God, that they will find refuge. We pray for a places of refuge for those that have been hiding and are hiding in you, God. We pray for just real physical places of refuge, God, in the mountains, Father, or even Jesus, like John eight fifty nine, that you would hide people, God, in plain sight that they can just walk through Jesus, unseen like you did in the crowds, God. God, that you are their fortress. They would find refuge. Your faithfulness is your is their shield and buckler. God, we pray a breaking off of fear and a boldness to come in your name, Jesus. What can man do to them? God, it is so, Father, it feels too easy to say that on this side, God. But the truth of your word is still true, God. What can man do to them but send them to eternity to see you face to face? God. Until then, Father, may they, oh Jesus, this is a hard one, but Jesus, like a dear sister, like a dear sister said when her husband said, what do you want me to do if they come and how, how will you respond? He said to his wife and she said, I will offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. That is her spiritual act of worship. Jesus, that she may even win some, that she may even win some in submission to you, Jesus. That is a high calling, God. I pray for strength and endurance for those that choose that path, God. For those that choose that path, God. And I pray, God, 
for a hiddenness, especially for the younger children, that they would um, find shelter in you, refuge in you, God, that you would hide them, God. They would not be found. They would not be found, these women and children. God, I thank you, verse 11, that you will command your angels concerning them to guard them in all their ways. God, thank you that you hold fast to them in love. Thank you that you will deliver them, Father. You get to determine what that deliverance looks like, but oh God, help them to be steadfast and faithful as they walk through this fire, God. As they walk through this fire, God, let them learn things and their testimony, God, which is not just a word only. Our testimony is not just in words, but it is in actions. Let the testimony of their lives, God, and their willingness, Father, to have you, Jesus, who lives within them, your martyrdom, Lord, lives within them. God, let let their testimony, God, speak speak to us, especially in the West, and let us learn from them, Lord, how to stand firm. God, how to stand firm. Thank you that you protect them, God. Thank you. Thank you that death is just a doorway into all uh, the fullness of the inheritance that you've already given to us, Father. Thank you that you hold fast to each one of these precious ones, God. Thank you that you will deliver them. You get to determine what that looks like. Thank you that you will protect them because they know your name. God, I thank you that when they call to you, you answer them. God, I pray, God, for visitations. I pray for the manifestation of your presence, God. I pray as others have prayed, God, that when one would come to harm a little one such as this, God, that they would see around them, in them, and behind them, Jesus, you. That they would be terrorized, God, the evil ones, would be terrorized, Father, by the presence, your presence on these women and children, Jesus. That they would not, they would not harm them because they see who you are. And I pray, Father, for your presence to be so manifest wherever these men, these women and children go. And the men too, Father, these boys that have been taking, God, that, that, Um, those that don't yet know you have not yet called on your name God would wonder and that you would visit them to Jesus the man in white would visit those who have been captive um, by the evil men Jesus and that um, you would be seen to those who have been taken captive father and that they would know who you are Jesus they would know who you are God, we also pray, oh, we pray that the witness of these believers, God, and your manifest presence with them would convict men in the Taliban, Lord, and that even they, even they, even they would come to know you, God, even they would, Father, I thank you for the grace and the boldness which these brothers and sisters are standing firm in their faith and how they've asked us to pray for them, Jesus. And I pray, Father, that these um, we would begin to hear stories about how you have answered these prayers, God. We join with others around the world, Lord, adding our prayers, Father, for the deliverance of your people. And the spreading of your kingdom, God, 
where you will. Through much persecution comes the spreading and the advance of the kingdom of God. So Father, grant grant courage and boldness. They have not been this way before. But they follow you, Father. They watch you. And as you lead them, Father, they go. Help us in the West, Father, because they are suffering. To pray and to support and to believe you, God, and to learn from them so that when our time comes, God, we are better equipped. Lord, thank you. Thank you. We love you, Jesus, and we look ahead to see what you will do in answer to these prayers and more. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.